Hello and welcome back to I Wouldn't Have Done It Like That. This week, once again, I'm joined by Dad, Father Simon, all of the above. Hello. Um, and this week it's just us two. Last week, if you haven't listened to the podcast, we had uh, Dave Vaughan on from the Smart Collaborative. Um, so we just want to say thank you, Dave, for coming on and being the first person, first guest that we had on the show. Very good response as well. Yeah. Um, and also this week, just before we start, um, as many of you probably know, I do music as well. And um, just a little plug before we begin, uh, I've released a brand new track called Undercover. Um, it's available on Spotify and all these different streaming services. If you go to my Instagram at Music, you'll be able to find everything you need there. Um, and yeah, that's that's sort of like the pre, pre-show stuff done. A shameless plug. Yeah, a shameless plug, basically. Um, but this week... Dad has decided to come up with the topic, and would you want to introduce it for us? Yes, so I have a question. Is our current education system fit for purpose? This is going to be one that's going to um, get many a tongue wagging, I'm well, sure, well, that's <laughs> in the, the teaching community. We did, we did actually consider um, inviting a teacher from a school on, but I think at the end of the day they might lose their jobs if they say anything a bit... Say so the a bit maybe out there or whatever. So um, well, look. So, I mean, I I I look at this as as to you know, from from my understanding, you know, and I'm no expert, but you know, educate. I don't think the education system in this country has radically changed since you know sort of the industrial revolution, and um, you know, at the time it was you know you had you know. The industrial revolution coming in, machines, etc., etc., and you know people were taught to go and and um, do those particular jobs. As Dave said, you know you were taught to work, go work in a factory, or you were taught to to um, you know join the forces or something like this. Yeah. And I don't think really that 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 the education systems change. I mean, maths, English are at the top because you know you need that in in you needed that in that in that particular environment where anything more creative and it's, it's still the same today anything more creative is always at the bottom of the list so your art and design or drama etc etc is at the bottom of the list but that's that's the thing that i get most confused about because as much as we need all the people um obviously everyone needs english and maths but do they because when you think about it some of the largest growing industries are the creative industries yet their subjects are still at the bottom of the pile well yeah so so well so that leads me on to my sub questions that we will there's three sub questions that we'll cover that kind of answer with our current education system is fit for perfect purpose and the first one is are schools and university teaching what business actually needs now i don't think yeah do you want to just explain that a bit more so businesses need a certain skill set. If you want to enter into a certain business, you need a certain skill set. And I don't think there's any, there doesn't seem to be any um, collaboration between business and education. I business are saying we need this. And, business and, and, A level. And education, no, no, I'm just talking business in general, businesses in general, the corporate world. Like for instance, when I was in the bank, you know, you had to have a degree after a certain period, we know what when I went in, you didn't have to. But as time moved on, you had to have a degree to get in the bank. And again, we discussed why because of, you know, trying to whittle down the the people that were coming in. And, but but to be honest with you, to be a trader, you didn't need to have a degree. 
Yeah. You don't you don't need to have a degree because when you get there you get taught about the markets and how they function, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And, and start and the, being a T boy and you wait go make your way up. Yeah, but well even so, but well it's not so much like that now. It was when I was when I was a kid going in there. But you know, even so you know, you might come in, you know, we, we had we had kids coming in with degrees in history and degrees in um you know, French and all these kind of things. wonderful things to study, I'm sure, but it didn't need there was no real need for them to have that degree to come and do that job. And when they came in, I found that the skills I needed, they didn't necessarily have, and therefore we had to teach them. So hence they went on our graduate training programme. We had yeah. to teach them how the bank functioned and how it worked. So my point being is, wouldn't it be handy if you know universities came to us and said, you know, what is it you actually need us to teach these kids? And you know we could turn around and say, right, well, if they want to come into our industry... Right. Why, why don't you run a, a trading so what program you're saying or something is, like this? So what you're how saying, it works. So what you're saying is, in essence, is that universities are teaching. Oh, I don't. I don't want to say. That, I don't want to say they're teaching a subject too broadly, but they're teaching a subject based off of what they think. Well, no, I don't think is what is needed. I don't think it's necessarily that they're teaching a subject based. Off, they're just teaching a subject. Yeah. I mean, if you take this back to like like 1992 when I left school, right? There were no university fees. Right, you didn't have to pay to go to university. The only thing you had to do was find money for your accommodation and how to live. And most people that went to university, you know, they wanted to go there for the experience, etc., etc. But they went there. That's and, something we'll get onto in a bit. Yeah, and they, they, you know, had to basically find the cost of living. Their parents helped them out um, where possible. But others, you know, went out and got jobs. They did little, little part-time jobs in whichever city they were in the university and most of them came out of university the other end they might have had a student loan or something like that but they didn't come out with a bucket load of debt around their neck but then all of a sudden in 1998 i think it was they uh, under the labor government they introduced tuition fees um and it started off quite low it's like about a thousand or two thousand pounds something like that for each year but that has now gradually grown to like nine thousand pounds a year right so before you've even left home it's cost you 30 grand to basically go and do this course for three years, right? Yeah. On top of that, you've got to find your living and um, your expenses. So, you know, I remember going to your UCAS talk at school and basically they were saying, yes, the average student comes out with a debt of £60,000 in a year. Well, yeah, but they moved on past that very quickly. Yeah, so well, yeah, can... the, yeah. But my point being is, now, that's all very well if, you know, if you want to become a doctor, yes, you need to go do oh, medicine. Yeah, like, this is, this is my point, like... If you're, if I'm laying on the operating table, yeah, and I'm sort of like, for some reason I haven't been knocked out yet, yeah, I'm looking around and I go to the main surgeon and I go, oi, what degree you got or anything? And he goes, haven't got a degree, just sort of winging it, to be honest, just sort of learning it as I go. Yeah. I'd be like, hang on a minute, <laughs> no, stop, go do your six years in university or four years or whatever it is, get that degree, then come back and operate on what me. Exactly? But other things... I don't. I think. I think as you've as you've always said is that the degree isn't worth the piece of paper that it's written. So well, yeah. I mean, but again, this is why. So when when the tuition fees came up, a lot of your um, you know, a lot of your you, you had your sort of like your 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 big universities, the established universities, etc., etc. But then you also had a lot of like polytechnics and colleges that converted into you know, and all of a sudden all of a sudden university started to become a business the word university got devalued well yeah because it became it all of a sudden it became a business all of a sudden you, they, they realized that this was a business they were fee-paying students and we could make money out of this etc 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 and then 
So all of a sudden, the, the range of degrees expanded to accommodate all these universities. I mean, yeah. you know, someone was telling me the other day, you know, that they, um, they'd heard of someone who did a... Oh, well, I've heard of. Lots of people do it as well. You know, they'd done a, a, a university degree in film studies. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like... Well, Filmmaking, I understand. Film well, studies. Well, my, my point being, film studies, what, what exactly does film studies entail? I don't know, to be fair, but film studies, I'm assuming you watch a lot of films. And, I mean, A, you could have done that at home. But, B, if you were interested in the film industry, why wouldn't you go... And get a job. And get a, a, a job as a runner or, a, you know at one of these film companies as an apprentice and learn your job on the trade and not walk away with 60 grand debt in three years but time. That's, that's the amazing thing because as you said, like for some reason, yeah, the creative subjects are all at the bottom of the pile when it comes to the GCSE, when it comes to A-level. But then when you step into the real world, as I said, suddenly those are the biggest, fastest growing industries around. Hmm. I mean, like for example... Like the music industry, just as a, just as a way, is will will never cease to exist. Mm -hmm. People will always be making stuff. For the, for example, through this whole COVID thing and everything, the only market, or I say the only market, but the only market that I know of that has continued to grow despite what's gone on is the video games market, mm -hmm. and that involves you programming, obviously, which is which is sort of more mathematical but the textures in the game creative the the way that the, the way that you invite a story into a video game creative and it's weird how these jobs which or these subjects which aren't taught as much in school because i don't know they're, they're seen as lesser subjects are suddenly becoming the most important things and the best things that you can get i think in essence schools teach the more academic subjects because they need people to fill those jobs when you get out. Do you get what I mean? Like they, they need they need people to well, fill the jobs think, which aren't the fast growing industries. I don't know. I think they think that's the point. I yeah. think they think that's it. But you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stigma attached, as you were saying. There's a lot of stigma attached to going off and doing something creative. But even take it down from university, take it to schools. Schools are essentially a business as well. You know, they they they. they they basically live or die on their results. They live or die on where their students go to university. Over, I was reading the other day, it's like, it's like over 50% of school leavers go to university. Now, I think that's 50, ridiculous. 50% of school leavers go to university, which means, so if you look at, we're now in like 2020, right? So go back to uh, the kids that, that left school in 2017 and went off to university, went to do a three year degree, right? 50% of all school leavers went to university, did their degree. You are told in your, and I remember this in your UCAS, you're told that you will earn a certain amount more of more money in your lifetime if you have a degree than if you don't. Yeah. Right? So that's the Which thing. Which I think is ridiculous. That's the, well, that's the thing that makes, you know, it, it pushes people on to do it. And of all the, so the class of 2017 that went in and now graduating in 2020, right? They're all coming out. The amount of people that are coming out, there's only half... Half, only half of them yeah. can get a graduate job. So you've got a two-in-one chance of coming out. So There's only half of those jobs so actually exist for graduate. So technically, 25% of the people that actually go to university... No, 50%. 50%. So let's, let's assume, just for argument's sake, let's just pull numbers out of a hat, right? Let's assume uh, each... In 2017, 500 kids went... Uh, 500,000 kids went to university. Out of, out of right? a million. Out of a million, right? Let's just... Yeah, okay. Let's say 500,000 kids went to university... When they come out, 
there are only 250,000 graduate jobs out there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So my yeah. point being is, 50%, 50 of the uh, of the guys that went there have a chance of, you know, you all have a two-in-one chance. So 50% of the people that went there won't get that graduate job and will do something that does not necessarily require a degree. No one told them that in the first place. That's the one thing that, that schools and what have you don't tell you. Yeah. And so should we be doing more should we be doing more vocational? I mean, when when did it become? I mean, why does society believe that a degree is the ultimate prize that leads to riches when reality is it isn't? And don't get me wrong, I, I'm not saying don't go to university. I'm saying make sure you make a choice for the right decision. Don't go just because somebody else wants you to go, or because they, you know, they put numbers up and tell you like you will earn hundred and fifty thousand pounds more in your lifetime than if you don't have a degree. And once again, I think I think that that is something that we should say from the outset. We're not. It's sort it's sort of like what I said earlier. Like if I'm laying on the operating table, I want the person who's there to know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. From the outset. We're not saying that university is inherently bad, is this, that, or the other. I just think, as you said, there are a lot of universities which treat it as business rather than pushing themselves to get the best out of people. Which is funny because I think that the best, the universities which get the best out of people are the ones which are creative. I think. I, this is just based off of um, universities that we went to. Yeah, Obviously, I went to um, ICMP and I went to ACM, which are both music creative. Yeah, I got the feeling whilst I was there yeah, that these universities, they weren't just there to, to get you through and pump you out the other side. They were there to get you what you needed, to get you up to standard and to get you ready to go and do something that you truly wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when we went there, I mean, I must admit that the level of creativity was, um, I was staggered. It yeah, was and I, I felt like they really cared about you. But I do know for a fact from what other people have said at school and the feeling that they got from different universities, like, for example, I'm not going to name them, but um, from different universities, they got the feeling that they were just another number. Yeah. And that's where I think the, the, the disparity between um, business and an actual, the word university meaning something has sort of been lost. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yes. I mean, yeah, because, what you see, that's the problem, isn't it? As soon as money comes into something, as soon as everybody starts thinking about money and how can we make money out of this, and it becomes, you kind of lose your focus on what you actually are trying to do in the first place. It, it, more, it becomes more of a numbers game. And, you know, it's the same with schools as well. They, as I say, they live or die on their results and they live or die on where their kids going. I mean, I remember in your school, they had this map of England and, you know, we're sitting there for the UCAS and they're pointing out we, we had, uh, you know, two people went to Oxford and do, and they had literally people's pins on the board telling you where everything And then what gone. they went to do as well. But then they, and, and, but they didn't have a map next to it saying, oh, this kid went and got a an apprenticeship. No, they with... just had a tiny little list. Yeah, they had a little list. And it was like they were a little bit embarrassed of that bit over there. And I don't think you should be because, you know, some of this... I, I personally, I think there should be more sort of vocational slash apprenticeships available for kids because that's what business wants. Business doesn't want you to come out the other end, you know, with a degree that they don't really need you to do. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that will... They'll take you on an apprenticeship and they will sponsor you to do a degree at the same time because the degree is relevant to their business. Yeah. And the problem is and they, nobody is consulting with 
the corporate world as to what the corporate world really needs. See, the thing is as well, when you mentioned that just then, it makes it sound like the business actually cares about the up-and-coming graduate more than the university does. Well, I think... To be do, you get, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. I th- well, I think, I think business gets frustrated because when they get, you know, a graduate, and a lot, and a lot of it with businesses, it, it's, as I say, it's, it's, it's a... <coughs> it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses, really. A lot of businesses, when they get the, the graduates in, they, they actually become a little bit frustrated because they're like, we have to relearn you everything that we want you to do for us again. Whereas, you know, it, we could have done, we could have been doing that over the last three years. But, you you know, you, you went off to do a, a degree in, you know, I don't know, Facebook or whatever it is. And, and I feel sorry for the students as well because your students, to an extent, are being, you know, they're, they're being herded into this pinnacle of a degree, be that from teachers, parents, whoever, they're being herded into this pinnacle of a degree, not realising at the other end, hang on a minute, I'm going to be 60 grand in debt, and I might not actually be getting that high-paid job that everybody keeps telling me I'm going to get. I mean, I, I can remember in London, you know, when I, we came back from Dubai, the number of university graduates who, you know, had graduated and, you know, were... You know baristas in coffee bars and everything and you know you go in and you get chatting to them and everything as you saw them every morning when you were buying your coffee and eventually because they knew we worked for the bank we lived you know we were right next door yeah and a lot of them have come to the they come to become baristas in the in the city because they thought you know they might get noticed and pulled in for a job into one of the banks well it doesn't work that way that's not how it works and there were others who would say you know i'm trying to get into you know architecture or i'm trying to get into uh, this, but they said the, jo- the jobs just aren't there, so I'm having to work this job to pay off, you know, A, pay for myself, and B, I've got this debt around my neck, and you're sort of sitting there thinking, and you said, well, well what would you have done if you'd, if you'd had your time again? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to learn on the job. Yeah, I think, once again, I think it takes, I think it, I think it takes an entire mindset change between businesses and universities to be able to, to, to fully get that I think it takes a mindset change for the universities to understand that they need to get courses which are actually relevant and I think it takes a mindset change from businesses to have more communication with universities hmm. the businesses I, f- I feel I've, I, I once again I don't know whether this is true but I feel like businesses and universities are very disconnected and it's even even in the creative industry because if a, if, a, if a business turns around to a university and goes, okay, we'll work with you because you've seen that we, you've got good results, this is what we, we want you to teach them and we'll put them onto our graduate programme at the end. And also, I think you'll find the businesses would probably invest so the graduate wouldn't come out with 60 grand's worth, worth of debt, debt because the business would pay for their degree. Yeah. So what, what some businesses did do, and um, uh, this happened with one of the guys that I employed, you know, he came to work for the bank um, I, mean, I say I employed. He wasn't directly within my team, but he come in to work for the bank. He was he was doing a um, he he was doing a degree, and then he did a sort of like a work placement for a year. And we were so impressed with him, the bank turned around and said, "You know what? We'll pay your final year's fees if you come and work for us, and you must work for us for three four years." So we, yeah. you know, you're not going to go in and there and pay for a graduate to go to university, train them up, and only for them to come and go. 
thank you very much. I'm off now because someone's offered me a better salary or a better job, etc., etc. You know, you, you, if you're making an investment in somebody, you want to see a return on your investment. And we did this, and you know, the guy was like, a the guy was over the moon, and b we got somebody who we knew was actually fit for the job, fit for the job because we'd had a bit of time with him, and so we said to him, right, go off and do this. But on the side, we want you to be doing this as well. Did it? Came back. Turned into a first class graduate recruit. Yeah. But, you know, my point being, you know, and I'm not saying don't go to university, I'm saying do something that really interests you. Don't get pigeonholed into something just because you think society demands it yeah. of you. It doesn't and necessarily I think, demand I it of think, you. I think, once again, um, one of the. I, th- I think that leads quite nicely onto one of the things which I personally hate quite a lot, which is when universities turn around and they they start talking less about their degrees and more about the university experience. Well, I think some of that is probably because of a lot of them. I, to be honest with you, I don't think you ever... You, you don't, I don't think you ever really see the established universities, you know, your, your Oxford, your Cambridge. No, you, your, never, you never see them going, oh, look at these our, kind of thing. They don't, they don't bang on about experience. how they experience. I think, I think that tends to be... That's, that's almost like it, it's flogging you something on the back of, you know, well... We want you to come and do this. We'll put this in this because hand. I, so I, you come and experience this. We'll put that in the other hand, and you'll have a good time. Because I remember, I remember what is it? Um, being at school, and everyone was like going, "Oh, like I would have conversations with people, and they would go, oh, well, you know, I'm going to university for this, 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 and this.'" And I go, "Right, what are you actually going to university for?" And they go, "Oh, like the experience and stuff." Yeah, like, I'd want to go fresh as week, get pissed, and try and find a girlfriend. Yeah, and I was like, I was like. Is there not more to life than having an experience of just? Well, 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 when you think about it, theoretically, you're paying sixty grand to have a party. Well, yeah, no, well, yes and no. I mean, you are, you are. I mean, the university experience is. Some people thrive on the fact that they have to live away from home and they really enjoy it, and it, you know, it does prepare them to maybe go. Maybe it's a stepping stone out into the big, big wide world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, you know, again, I don't have a problem with that. I, if you can afford to do it, then you know, feel free. But I don't, I don't, I don't. I would hate for someone to go in there for this, the experience, come out the other end with a degree that isn't necessarily required for the direction they would like to go in life, and for them to go, oh, hang on a minute, I've got sixty grand's worth of debt here, mm. and the best paid job I can get, you know, is. You know, twenty five, thirty grand. Admittedly, you don't pay the student loan off or the the loan off um, from day one. But you know, once you go above twenty one thousand pounds in earnings, so well. if you but, if, but think about it, right? If you if you're if you're a graduate and you come out and you've got sixty grand's worth of debt, and let's say let's say you 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 know you get lucky, you get into a, like a fifty grand's worth fifty grand job, right? Yeah. You have to pay that debt off, right? Yeah. Now to pay sixty grand off when you're earning fifty grand. You know, it's not as simple as oh, well, that fifty grand's gone in year one because you've got you all got your it. bills, your rent, etc., etc. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you pay three, four thousand pounds off of your of your loan every year because obviously you've got to pay income tax on your salary, etc., etc. Yeah. How are you then expected to go out and get a mortgage? You can't get a mortgage with sixty grand's worth of debt around your face. And you know, then everybody's saying, oh, well, I can't get on the housing ladder. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> you know, you, you you double bubble up the up the swanny in debt. Yeah. So I just think sometimes. But my my uh, that and that was that was an argument that used to come back at me continuously when I would say, "Oh, I'm not going to university because of the money and everything." I mean, I mean, admittedly, we are in a fortunate position, but at the same time, I feel like I want to stand on my own two feet, and I would turn around and go, "No, I want to pay it." Yeah. 
And my favourite thing was when people would turn around and go, oh yeah, I'm going to university and I'm going to have the 60 grand's worth of debt, yeah, but I don't stop paying that until I'm over 21 grand. And I would first of all turn around and say to them, okay, well, what job are you going to be getting that's, that's, that's so amazing that you're going to be able to pay us back within a year? Yeah. And the second thing they say to me is, but when you reach 40 years old, or, or some, some, I can't remember what the age is exactly, that debt is wiped. Whoopie-doo. And I'm like, I'm like, hang on. So I've got to wait until I'm 40 years old, yeah, to be able to get a job over £21,000, in essence. When you if you're about, not going to pay it back. Exactly. Yes. If, if you're going to take the argument that, oh, I'm not going to pay it back, well, then I've got to wait until I'm 40 years old to be able to get a better job. So, and on the basis of that, well, again, it's, you're, you're creating that scenario, aren't you? If, someone's, if someone comes out and they've got a job that's, that's 20500 okay, I don't have to pay that debt off yet. But then all of a sudden, if they get a pay rise and it goes to like 25, 25. Grand, all of a sudden, you're, you're paying that debt yeah. off. And, you know, that, that debt is, like you say, I mean it probably gets wiped at 40 because that's probably how long it takes to pay it back. It's 20 odd years to pay it back. And I know she teaches at my school that were still paying their university and they were like, we had, we had, we had, um, we had people in the bank and I'm not talking about, you know, the sort of highly paid executives slash traders, et cetera, et cetera. We have people in the bank, <coughs> you know, in HR and, uh, and what have you, you know, 30, 35 years old still were paying student debt. And you sort of sit there and you think, my Lord, why? And, but, but why do you, you know, was, was, was there a need for you to I get think... yourself in that situation in the first place? I just find it, I, I, for me, it's not about, it's not about education, you know, university and et cetera, et cetera. For me, whether you go or whether you don't go, if you want to go, go. But just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Don't do it just because everybody else is doing it. And don't do it just because you feel pressured to do it by your school, teachers, parents, etc. Or for the university experience. Or for, you, or for the university experience. Do it because you, it's what you, you really want to do. Because otherwise you're just, you're just digging yourself into a bloody big hole before you've even started. But anyway, that, you know, that, that's... That, that's the money side. That's of the money side yeah. of it. Now, from the education side of it, you know, we... we and, 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 and this doesn't just, you know, this doesn't rest with universities. It goes all the way through school. You know, are we really teaching the subjects that, you know, that, 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 that are relevant to today's society? I mean, teaching you... Uh, you know, I was having this conversation with my mum the other day, you know, they're still teaching Shakespeare, you know, when does a classic not become a classic? When does something else become a classic? You know, they're, they're teaching... When does a Star Wars book become a classic? Your sister did um, Of Mice and Men yeah. for GCSE English. I did that for GCSE English. And that I did was, that for GCSE English. Well, you doing it for... I mean, you're closer to her age. I mean, I did my GCSEs... Oh, God, what am I now for? I did my GCSEs like 31 years ago. And we're still teaching of mice and men. It's like a factory. Learn that piece of text, blah, 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 blah. We move on. Everyone in society knows, knows the, what Lenny did. Well, Everyone well, knows what Lenny did. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, Lenny, Everyone knows how the book ends. Lenny loved the mouse. And, you know, is that really relevant to today's society? Could we be teaching kids other things? Okay, it's English. English lit. Um... But you know, going going back to through... I I don't think English literature should be taught. I think uh, I think that should be taught at university or A level to university level. I think at GCSE it should be English language because that's creative and that's getting you thinking. That's story yeah, writing and stuff. 
<coughs> but I, some of the stuff and you... and it helps you. It, and also one of the things as well in the English in the English language side is some I know Isabel may have had to do it. Um, she had to do uh, what is it? Um, public speaking mm. as a part of hers. And I thought that was fantastic. That is great. That I th- is wonderful. I, th- I think that is fantastic because at some point, well, that, be build, it, a, that builds confidence. Be it whenever you're gonna you're gonna need you're gonna need public speaking. Exactly. A that builds confidence, and it, you, you know it, 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 public speaking is a skill as well. I mean, when I was in the bank, I had no problem standing up in front of three hundred people, telling them about my business. The first time I did it, you know, I detailed notes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. As time went on, I used to get up there and just wing it. Yeah. Because I knew about my business, I knew what to say about my business, and I, knew, and I knew I had the confidence to publicly speak. There were people in in the bank, more senior than me, my boss, for instance, who would never stand up in front of, of that amount of people because he yeah, was nervous. You he was to do it. He never had. <laughs> yeah, so he basically got me to do it, but because he was nervous, he was shy. Yet you're a senior executive in the bank. Yeah. You know why? Why haven't you had some form of instruction on how to come up, you know, overcome this this fear or? You know, or you know, you didn't feel confident enough to do it. Well, maybe if we all done it at an earlier age, you know, maybe if you all had to stand up in a school assembly at some stage and you know, give a pricey of your life or something yeah. like that, you might actually have built up a little bit of confidence. So yes, things like that. And you know, the other day I was talking with um, I was talking with Adele, and she was saying, "Why, why the hell don't they teach these kids how to do a tax return? Why don't they teach them how to manage their bank accounts? What is a tax why return? Don't they, why don't they teach them how?" Mortgages work. Why don't they teach I mean, like, them once again, how the market, how the financial but, markets work? But once again, I feel like that has been that has been a that has been something which has been said through every single generation. I feel like every single generation has gone. Why haven't I been taught how to do this? Why haven't I been taught how to do that? And I find it amazing that no one has thought. Oh, let's set aside. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't even have to be that much. I mean, let's just set aside like an hour, an hour lesson time a week. To teach you about even just the basics of what is a tax return, what is a mortgage, what is this? I mean, they could actually call it the subject. They could call it life skills. And you know, as you as we were saying last last week, you know, you were talking to, you were talking to Dave, and you were saying, oh, you know, I think you know, being a well rounded person is is what you get out of the experience, or what you should get out of the experience yeah. of school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, let's have a let's have a class. Let's have a subject called life skills. Let's teach people the practical things of of how you know mortgages, tax returns, bank accounts, um, whatever whatever you want to call it. Balancing your balancing your incoming is against your outgoing, so people don't get into debt. Why don't we have lessons in in these things, and then you get an award for it as well. Mm. Let, let, let you have let you have a, a grade for that. Yeah. As opposed to having a grade for, um, I don't know, Latin. Do you know when the Battle of Hastings was? I mean, well, exactly. I mean, it was all very wonderful. And yes, I know what they're saying in you know history and the way you know we must learn from history, etc., etc. And, and yes, I agree. You know, you sort of learn from your mistakes. Again, I don't like the word mistake, but you do learn from your experiences. But maybe, well, look at history. Maybe history should, should change. So. Um, Germany, for instance, has changed the way in which they teach history within the German schools. They teach them because obviously you had the Second World War and, and the Holocaust uh, and, and the Holocaust and things. They actually teach them that, that, that these things were bad and we should learn from them, etc., etc. You know, and with what we've got going on at the ma- at the moment with um, you know these, these racial protests and everything, you know, it, 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 
violence isn't going to solve violence. Martin Luther King turned around and said, violence doesn't solve violence. So the only other option we've got is education. So why don't we teach... I don't know. Why, why don't they teach colonialism in 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 UK? You know not that we should have to. Not not that we should have to turn around and go. You know what? We're going to base the future on what happened four hundred years ago. But maybe if there was a greater understanding, you know, there, there might be a little bit more humanity. Well, that's in the, world. the thing. That's the thing that's come out recently. So with all the Black Lives Matter and everything, um, you've got a lot of people who are turning around and saying, like, first of all, like, like recognize the cause secondly try to make a change in some way that you can yeah and th i think there's about four the, the, one, the other one is like donate yeah and then the last one is is to just be educated hmm. and i think because hate hate doesn't hate doesn't um hate breeds hate mm -hmm. yeah so if you've got parents who are anti-Semitic, who are who are this, that, or the other, or you've got a school system or a a government system or that is that is hereditary racist, hereditary this, hereditary that, then you end up with a generation which is more going to be more inclined to that. Now, would that life skills lesson, yeah, maybe once a week or whatever, would that solve a lot of issues because you're ex not you're not exposing but you're educating people on the current things which are going on but if you i mean it's, I'm, I, I don't want to like dwell on, no, on racism because we're talking about education but you know racism it, it 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 it's it's one person's want to be better than the other person i am above you etc etc which is which is wrong at the end of the day there's only one race it's called the human race and we're all members of it, you know. I think, you know, I said to you the other day, the Black Eyed Peas nailed it. You know, where is the love? Whatever happened to the, 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 you know, the humanity, the compassion, the love, etc., etc. That's not being taught. And it's, it's not just that. It's not just that. Isn't just the remit of schools. It's not like you know, you're, you're a kid and you go to school and you learn, you know, about different. Um, things that have happened in history and you know slavery yeah. all this kind of thing and then you come back into the home and you know it's all completely forgotten that has to start at home yeah that has to start at home i mean my you know my my dad your granddad he he, he didn't even you know, when you know when i up in northumberland he, newcastle he, well north of newcastle yeah. in the national park he would stand outside the front gate and it didn't matter who walked along he'd invite him in for a cup of tea yeah and he'd have a chat with them, and he'd get to know them, and he, it didn't matter who they were, even if he didn't even know them, he would stop, have a little chat, and he get, and he just he was just interested in people, and he wanted to know about people, and again, I think a lot of that is you know, communication. Again, when the world doesn't communicate, the world becomes a very dangerous place. When you don't talk to people, you know, if you don't know what your neighbour's thinking because you don't communicate, all of a sudden the world becomes a, a more dangerous place. But you know that that. These are these are skills that we can be taught in school, and 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 in the home. Education starts in the home from when you're born, and then moves through your life. And to be honest with you, you know, a degree is not the ultimate prize and the ultimate pinnacle. The ultimate prize and the ultimate pinnacle is you're always learning. You never ever stop learning. Mm. Someone said to me the other day, oh, we're past education, you know, this is the 11th hour of bigotry. And I said, well, what are you going to do? You're just going to go out there and, and create 
violence and well we have to do this and that but it's not going to solve anything hmm. that's why that's why the peaceful process are working so, so it comes down to it comes down to you know it, it, we, we are, we're all educators we all have the ability to turn around and educate somebody else yeah and you know I've seen a lot of Facebook posts where people are saying oh you know you know if you're a racist unfriend me and by the way do one etc and my point to them was like well really you you should you should be keeping those people within your fold because so that you can you educate, can educate them, them and you can yeah. lead by example and they and they will take something out of what you know maybe they they might there might be a spark that goes off and goes ah right okay I mean when I was in Dubai I did a lot of work in diversity in the bank because you know we had a lot of different races in within the bank and I say races nationalities because there's only one race as we said earlier had a lot of different nationalities in the bank and obviously they you know they did things differently and you know sometimes they clash and we did a lot of diversity work and the CEO Ashok who was an Indian guy and um, Jamal who was a Saudi Arabian and myself as a, as a you know as a, a British guy and we had we had Turkish guys in there uh, Middle Eastern guys UAE and we all came together and we actually did do a lot of work on diversity because we educated each other. Everybody did stood up and said, you know, in my in, in my nationality we do this, this, this. And people were quite interested to hear. And they were like, wow, that's really interesting. And I did notice the play, that the place became a better place to work. So are we saying that from universities and schools we could ask a question, are they testing your knowledge of... Are they, are they testing your knowledge of... Well, certain certain things which you, they that are written in a textbook, or are they testing your knowledge of life? Well, that's the question, isn't it? What are they testing for? I mean, what what are you what are you being tested for? You're you're being tested. You know, you come to your GCSE exams. You're being tested in two hours something you've learned over the last two years. What are they testing for? Whether you can remember every single word that was written down in the textbook. Every word, every word that was in it. When you go, when you go into your A levels, obviously, I mean, I think GCSE is a little bit more parrot fashion learning, whereas A levels is probably a little bit more. There's, there's a little bit more. Well, I never did my A levels. No, but you know the learning process. (laughs) Your classes were a lot. Your classes. I mean, I remember your your um, business uh, studies teacher, Mister. Mister Arco. Mister Arco, man, that guy was fantastic. He would send out the. He would send out notes on what you were going to teach, or what he was going to teach in that lesson, and then he would come in and he wouldn't just stand there and go, right, we are going to learn about this, down, write this yeah. down, write this down. He basically said he he expected you to have all made notes from the email he sent, and then he got in there and he discussed the topic, yeah, and he brought it in, and that's the way you learn because when you learn something, you attach things to other things, yeah, you attach things to other things, and it becomes exciting. All of a sudden, you learn. I mean, that guy's a fantastic teacher, and you know, he's from. Nigeria? Yeah. Nigeria. Oh, what a great teacher. I loved talking with him when we went to parents evening. Really yeah. nice guy. But what a fantastic teacher. And, you know, the, the, are we teaching the right way? What are we testing for? Mm. <coughs> you know, it's... We, we, should be te- we should be testing for people. Not testing for what? <laughs> testing for people. Well, we shouldn't be testing like, oh. You've got an A, you've got a B, you've got a C, you know, whatever. You, you should be tested for <laughs> you got, you got an A. But, you know, <laughs> but you we I think I think the education system needs a reboot. It needs a good kick up the bum. It needs it needs reshuffling. We need to start teaching things that are relevant to today's society. What does society really need? Let's teach it. Yeah. You know, coming home and doing um I don't know, quadratic equations and, and I'm sure there's a place in the world for them, but for the average person who comes out of school they'll never use them again in their lives yeah 
So why not, as you say, teach me how a mortgage works? Yeah. Why not teach me how, um, you know, interest rates work? Why not teach me how to, I don't know, service my car? <laughs> Whatever. Because some, well, then some be honest, are some kids learn in different fashions. So why should you all be pigeonholed into the same box? Yeah. I don't agree also that you have to do everything at a given age. I mean, some people understand a subject at the age of 13. Some people won't understand the subject at the age of 15 because you all change and mature and you all grow at different speeds and you learn at different speeds. But, you know, education has become a factory system. You go in at one end, you go through... It's like it's like when you watch that programme, I think it's called Inside the Factory or How It's Made and whatever it is, and it's a conveyor belt of things, right? You know, it's like a car plant. You go in, you're nothing, and when you come out the other end, you're like brand spanking new Ford Fiesta yeah. I mean schools have got to stop becoming conveyor belts yeah and I think that's probably a good place to to sort of wrap up well I've got I've got one more thing that I would like to say on that topic and this is one that's just struck me in the sense of schools being a conveyor belt and you know I you go in at one end and you come out the other end at, 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 and that's it but also, it, within that education system as well, once you get to the end of it, well, that's it, you're out, see ya. Right, next year coming through. Right, you're out, see ya. Right, next year coming through. Where's the Where's the backup? Where's the Where's the aftercare? So you don't buy a car, a brand new spanking car from, from VW or something like that, and then they go, right, that's it, you're gone, we're never talking to you again. No, if you have a problem, you go back and you have some... You have a, a, a maintenance support network. Yeah, yeah, you have customer care. You have a service, etc., etc. Why don't they have that with schools and education yeah. and universities and what have you? They just they, you know, it's boot. You're out the door, see off into the big wide yeah. world. See you later. Shut might door, see might see you at a school reunion you. in yeah. ten years' time. And you can tell us what you've been doing. Oh, well, wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, right, that has been uh, this week's episode, um, talking about universities and delving into the current issues which are occurring all around the world. Um, I think I think it's a topic which can be discussed multiple times um, and can can invite people to 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 have some discussions at home as well. Well, I think yeah. Well, yeah. And also, I think you know, look. Again, I'm 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 no educational expert. I'm taking I'm basing my opinions on what I saw in the business world and what we needed and what really we didn't get. So you know that's not to say that my opinion is correct. At the end of the day, this is this should be a thought discussion provoking um, podcast, and I'd love to hear from people that have you know differing opinions or yeah. you know agree or something. Yeah. Because the only way to solve things is by discussing them. But that's that's just my take on what I, I'm sure teachers and and. Parents, parents like will have well, my, they, they or... might they might like it they, they might think I'm a complete artist might taste your wrong or something exactly right. but there you go anyways that has been this week's episode once again um, uh, I uh, have just released a track called Undercover I'm going to plug it at the end as well because I'm shameless um, oh, don't and, forget the merchandise and also the merchandise as well which is available on my Instagram uh, is there anything you'd like to plug Father? I'm not currently flogging anything though. oh okay right um so anyway, that's been this week's episode. I wouldn't have done it like that. I have been Charlie DeSeek, all of the above, and this has been Dad, Father, Simon. Goodbye. So adios. See you later. Bye-bye.